Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Boy, what? Don't you ever bring a pen? Uh, keep forgetting, my wife, does, she doesn't tell me anything. Buck. All right, it's a deal. A buck, thank you very much. You don't, you don't get emails, you don't have pens. Well, I'm a very busy man. Uh, I know, I'm sure you are. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zappel and my paisan, Rico Petroselli. We have a special guest in studio with us. And this is a, an old friend of Rico and I, uh, Al Valenti. Uh, if you're from Massachusetts, everybody knows the Valenti family, one of the greatest boxing families uh, in Boston boxing history. Uh, Al's grandfather, Rip, was Tony DeMarco, welterweight champs, manager, promoter for uh, Marvin Hagler, uh, everybody else. Uh, and Al was with USA Boxing for a thousand years. And promoted the three Mickey Ward-Gaddy fights. Promoted the three Ward-Gaddy fights. And I got up early to take the train here today. And you did. Now, Al's here because Al did another show with me, but we asked Al to stay because him and Rico go way, way, way back to when Rico played with Nap Lajoie. Uh So... Uh, you see, know, see what he does? good friends, good friends. But listen, before, and we have a great show today. We've got Charlie Perino from JRI Cards. We've got Scotty Russell from the Collector Connection. And then later on in the show, we've got Chuck and Stacy Wisman, who, by the way, Stacy, if you look at all the guys in this in, that we have on today, she is the one beautiful diamond amongst all these rocks. So Chuck and St and well, I'm, I'm not I'm not counting the women that are in here, uh, but anyway, so Chuck and Stacey will be joining us later on. But Rico, first our headline, and this is kind of a cool one. Yeah. Old house held small treasure trove of baseball cards. This just happened. A couple who purchased an old house in Maryland at an auction back in the 1970s found a small tin full of baseball cards that they renovated the place. They were 153 in all, clearly from a much oh. earlier time and apparently collected by the lifelong baseball fan who once lived there and was born in the 1890s. Now, Rico's going to get sick when he hears this. The couple stuck the cards away but got them out last year in the hopes of finding out what they had. The answer? Unbelievable. They wound up, the cards are worth more than they paid for the house. They wound up with 153 cards. Most of them were T206s. Whoa. Just a few of the cards that they found. A Sherry McGee error card, which is very hard to find. That's one of the big four or five. A T206 tie cob, bat on the shoulder. A T206 cob, red background. Whoa. And Whoa. then a portrait of Cy Young yeah. and an E95 of Cobb. So the, the 153 Cards are worth about sixty grand. That's all. Well, what the hell you want? Well, I thought you were going to say six, eight million dollars. No, but I mean they paid. Said, they didn't pay well, a lot for the house. Is that the people who originally put it? No, in, these are the people that bought the house, bought the house, and then found it. Correct. Okay. All right, Correct. So well, that's uh, nice. you know, hey, it is what it is. But yeah. uh, no, it's. Uh, so, and by the way, you can go on and see the actual story on Antiques Roadshow. Uh, it was just recent. It was like last night, not last night. I think about a week ago, or it's going to be on. But you can watch Antiques Roadshow, and they did a little segment on it. That's so, nice. congratulations yeah. to those two. And remember, for your headlines, yeah. you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. Our good friend Rich Miller and the gang at Sports Collectors Daily. Okay, Al, welcome. First yeah, of all, now I know you're here. not a, you're not a tremendous expert in the collectibles world, but you do have some stuff. And feel free to ask questions where oh, whenever absolutely. you want. Yeah. yeah, just feel free this to ask fun. a question. First yeah. of all, look at I'm between two of the greatest guys you ever want to meet. Oh, I appreciate that. You mm -hmm. both happen to be Italian, too. Two two guys? And Charlie's Italian. Scott's an Italian wannabe, right? Uh, all right. All right, so listen, let's bring in our first guest. He's going to be with us for most of the show. Scotty Russell from the Collector Connection. Hey, Scott, how are you, brother? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Right. Listen, before we get into it, though, you, you have a great auction that's coming up. That's, uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, yep. But before we do that, let's bring in our other paisan from Florida, 
the great Charlie Perino. Charlie. Charlie, baby, what's going on? Middleweight champion of the world. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Charlie, let me tell you, Ellen and I, Ellen's, uh, you know, her and I have been going back and forth because I said that we came home two weeks too early because I'm still freezing my ass off. She's <laughs> glad to be home, but I'm telling you, it's 55 degrees. I feel like it's 20. I'm just telling you. We don't know if it's Fahrenheit or Celsius after a while. Bro, didn't still... you feel the same way when you got home? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> you are so full of it. What? I still my my arms are frozen still. What are you kidding? Ringo's sitting on an electric blanket. I mean, he, you know, he, he the first phone call the first phone call I got was from him saying I can't believe how freaking cold it is up here, and it was like 52. Well, we were 80. Like Charles said it's 80 degrees, and then when you go into 50. At that time, it was high for here because everybody, you know, was in the 30s, so people were happy. And we came out of the 80s to the 50s and 40s, and we were freezing. I asked her if I could go I'm back. She won't let me. But anyways, all right, Charlie, let's talk yeah, about yeah. JRI cars. You know what I'd like you to do? Because the last time you and I had a conversation about this, and there was some confusion amongst, amongst our collectors because they wanted to know more. Can you walk us through and then tell us what you have going on, just the events and how they work real quickly? Okay, we have JRI events and a JRI exclusive breaks. There's two. A JRI event is where you buy a virtual ticket to the event, and everybody gets uh, a card in that event. Uh, we call it almost like an undercard to the big heavyweight fight. Uh, after that, we all join together. Like one of our uh, events right here is not one, but two 1980 Tops basketball packs, both with the Bird Magic Urban designated by PSA in there. And that would be an example of one of our big, big events. Now, what's the buy-in? Buy what is the buy-in? What's the buy-in for something like that? The buy-in for this is 185 per ticket. We're selling 200 tickets. Gotcha. So every ticket gives you a chance uh, to share in the one of these two packs. But now, for, order, no, I was going to say for for Al's uh, you know, uh, benefit. education or benefit. Edification. Thank you. Uh, so if, if, they, if they have a, a bird, whatever, whoever it is, it, it, it grades out to a PSA 9 or 10. What is that card worth? PSA 10 of the Larry Bird, uh, Magic Johnson, and Dr. J is about 800000 last sale on PSA okay. for so, PSA 10. See, so, so you understand how it works? <laughs> a nine's worth about 30 Yeah, I know that Rico's, number. <laughs> Rico's wow. got his hand on his heart. I'm getting concerned. <laughs> Smelling salt. So we got please. two of these packs. And what we do is when the event sells out, there's only 51 tickets left. We listed it a little while ago. And everyone wants a chance. And I get a lot of emails. Don't crack those packs. Oh, <laughs> we're here. No, just to rip these things open. So that mm. is the virtual uh, event. It's 185 per ticket. And then we'll, that is the main event. But before that, though, if I if you scroll to our website, it's all written there a lot more easier than I can explain it in less than five minutes. We're going to give out spots in a 1980 basketball pack, a 76 basketball pack, uh, 2000 and Fleer. We have a basketball box with Bird and Magic on there containing autographs and some 89 Fleer rack pack. So everyone that buys the ticket, before we even get to the juice, they're going to get right into getting a card for that ticket. And then we shut everything down, and then I crack both of these open where it's going to be really phenomenal. Like I, I said, you know, I, I've never. I've, the Bird Magic Urban are worth about seven hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars. So we have a chance to pull guaranteed two, and it's up to the grade. Hey, Scotty, by the way, Scott, jump in anytime. Scott, in. Yeah, well, I mean, so just because I don't come from the ripping background, make sure I'm clear. So all two hundred people who buy a ticket get something. Yes. And then they also have a chance at getting something out of the 80 packs. Yes. Very cool. So that's cool. Good. Wow. Now, we, part two is now the exclusive breaks. The exclusive breaks are a little bit different, almost the same. But what we're doing the exclusive break is we have one up there now, a 58 baseball and a 59 uh, baseball pack. Uh, it is 100, let me see, 200 spots, $99 per spot. And again, everybody for that spot will get a card. And the blender there will be a, an 81 baseball cello pack. So we'll give you something, a chance to get a nice Hall of Famer in the 81 graded packs for all 200 people. Then we go to the exclusive break, and you will see here a 1958 very rare pack, 1958 wow. graded by PSA, and one of my favorites. And I, I'm going to be, yeah. it's going to be a tough one. 1960 cello pack with Yogi Berra Yogi. on top of wow. one of the graders, but that looks pretty good. 
That's a 1960. Yeah. It's been in this pack for 62 years. Holy uh, cow. In the next couple months, when Any this gum sells in out, there? Now, what we'll do is we'll take all these cards after we open them, we'll grade them all and bring everybody back so you can win that Yogi Berra graded card. Wow. Is it a seven, eight, nine, five, ten? We don't know. Looks like and it's, of a, course, it's a nice card. Yeah, it's a beautiful Charlie, card. before we let you go, didn't you have a Rico one that you wanted to hey, do? Hey, come something? on. No, now. I'm serious. Oh, <laughs> Charlie, there it is right there. Come on. There it is right me? there. Some I just Italian signed 4,000 of them. Ladies must have been chasing you. <laughs> yeah, they chased me. <laughs> We're going right. to do something with this Sorry, rack, uh, maybe for charity, because we do a lot of work for the Charities. independents, for veterans, the charity organization. Uh, we do a lot I out get, there. We hand out a lot of great cards during our show. We oh, they don't either. You think Yogi Berry gets something? No, he says, of mine. Yeah, I'm, but I'm still alive. Yeah, it I doesn't get, matter. Dead or alive, contract. it doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you mean, doesn't matter? Are you kidding? Ooh, Matters to right? Rico. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charlie, what is your website address? JRICards.com. We go live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, He's Thursday, good. and Saturday from about 6 to about 9 o'clock every night. That's opening great. football, He's baseball, basketball, hockey, even got some curry. Boxes up there. Uh, curry, I love that. We got man. it all. Indian we got curry. everything. We got everything. And if I'm you not like here, curry? this guy's always here. Oh, God. Watching over the set. <laughs> all right, Charlie, we that's love good. you. Great, Thank Charlie. God. Take care. Boy, Charlie Perino. He's a, he's, he's, he's a hoop. great. He he's is great. really a he's, he's, Okay. Uh, you know something? Charlie's a funny guy, Rico, huh? Yeah, he's, he's got a great thing going, he's, I tell you. He, he does. He's a good guy. I, I like his, uh, you know, what he's doing with his, the, the business. Yeah, no, he's done, he's done great. All right, let's chat with Scott. Scotty, quick question out of the gate. You have a, yeah. Tell us about the auction. You have a, a mind-blowing auction coming up. We've been talking about it. Tell us about it. Well, it's our, our big, we actually moved to twice a year with it because it's become so big, our big pre-war auction. Everything in the auction is 1941 and earlier. Uh, cards, photographs, autographs, um, and, and all sports. We actually have some turn-of-the-century basketball photographs, which are incredibly rare. Uh, a lot of nice selection of boxing. Of course, it's baseball heavy, but baseball and boxing were really the two biggies back in that era. Mm-hmm. That may be college football as opposed to pro. No, I just, do you guys have any uh, or many um, uh, cards of the women's, uh, what was it? Because 41, you mentioned four, 1941. when The, the All-American Girls. The league, yeah. you know. The oh, league, that's a like good it, question. It was the, uh, yeah, the baseball. Yeah, you know, yeah. the movie. Yeah. We, do, we do get autographs and stuff from them. There were yeah. no contemporary cards to uh, them. Oh, there not. are cards that were done later. Yeah. But yeah. there are. there's nothing from their era. Yeah. You can get newspaper clippings. You can get you know, photos and autographs and stuff. And we've had some of that. Uh, but, yeah, it would be really cool if there had been cards. We've met some of them at the uh, at the National yes. uh, and at some of the different uh, I shows. I remember the fantasy camp. They brought in two of them and uh, a little older than me, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> very, uh, you know, really sharp. And talking about those times was really good. So, anyway, I just was, you know, Question? 1941 yeah. brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Rico was talking about uh, boxing and, and what's what's out there for boxing memorabilia, and I've been fortunate enough to have been around some interesting people. Uh, I've been up in Maine, and I can tell you that a friend of mine had the gloves from the Ali Liston fight, wow. which which is the iconic pose where Ali standing oh, over yeah. Liston, standing over. Which him, yeah. I often said that Ali transcended boxing, and, and he he is, in my opinion, and in fact. It was talked about at the at the turn of the millennium. He is the most identifiable person in the history of mankind. There's no question because he went to so many different continents mm. and touched so many people. And I know what the gloves were sold for, and I know they were authenticized by Ali himself. So I have uh, I have some Marvin Hagler gloves that have been signed. I've been to Canastota a number of times to the Hall of Fame inductions. I have a glove with seven world champions on it. But I would think, and I'm asking as a, I'm not a real collector, but I've got this stuff. But as a boxing fan, and you're definitely the one to ask this question. If I have a Rocky Graziano glove, or I have a Rocky Marciano glove, or an Ali glove, isn't that worth more by itself than a glove with seven world champions signed on it? Yeah, it is. It's, well, yes and no. Um, If you have, if it's, a glove that was worn by the boxer, then yes, you definitely only want him on it. If it's a generic glove, if you could get Ali and Liston on the same glove, that would have huge appeal. Or if you could get, you know, any of the big fight, you know, Ali and Foreman or, you know, Ali and Frazier would be awesome. 
Mm. Um, Those are great fights. But if it's just kind of seven Hall of Famers, you don't get like the added value of each guy. Absolutely not. It's the same thing with baseballs. Tom can tell you too. If you have a theme to baseball, like a team ball, that's good. But if you've just got a, some random guys signed on a baseball, it's not worth what each autograph is worth. You know something, yeah, Scott, you are, you're, you're dead on. You know, I just recently bought a ball, um, probably going to wind up to my grandson. And it's got, you know, it's got some great signatures on it. It's got uh, uh, a Willie Mace. It's got a Mickey Mantle. And it has a, uh, a George Sisla. Now, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Everybody is on the card, so he must have been in some kind of a, a yeah. an if event. If it had been the Duke, he'd have been okay. <laughs> Actually, is Duke the Duke, uh, Duke is not on there. But anyway. Yeah, but, Willie Mickey and the Duke, you'd have had something cool. Yeah, I mean. Willie the, Mickey and Sisler doesn't really. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But anyway, do you have any boxing uh, memorabilia in your auction? Yeah, we actually have a nice little selection of about seven or eight different Jack Dempsey cards. Uh, the Manassas Mall are not the non-Puriel. Um, I think we actually have one or two of the original Jack Dempsey also, though. Um, some John L. Sullivan stuff, uh, you know, and mostly cards. Wow. Uh, yeah, cool. our pre-war auction, we always have some T218s, T220s, uh, E75s, E76s, some of the really good old tobacco stuff and caramel stuff. Now, what are some of the high flyers in the auction, though? Uh, big card in this one. We don't have anything that quite compares to the Cy Young Rose postcard we had in the fall. <laughs> wow. That was, that was pretty special. That was very cool. Uh, but we do have the, the highest graded uh w515 ruth strip card we have that in the seven and it's gorgeous it's actually yeah almost a little surprised it got a number grade Uh, hold on Uh, is that the card on the back of it there's nothing yeah yep it's a a strip card strip yeah can i tell you something no i owned that card get out of here years ago yeah and what What you do i sold it on ebay this is going back 30 years i sold it on ebay for like 300 bucks wow 400 bucks you have any more i'll take them (laughs) god's honest truth that's amazing we actually have two of them in this auction we have one graded to two and then the big one is graded to seven nice and what's the card they're hard to get numbers on them at all because they're hand cut scott what's the card worth now oh The seven, we're you know expecting between six and eight thousand dollars. Strip cards are a little bit hard to predict because the market for those is a little bit more unusual. Pardon me, you sold it for three hundred, but mine wasn't graded at the time. I, okay. I sold it ungraded. So you just it could have been five. I, okay. Who the hell knows? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's in any condition, it's easily a thousand dollar card now. The right. question is just you know the grade will affect that. But so. Then, wh- would he know? Would you know the number of those cards that are out there? What's the pop of those? Um, it's that's something I could check, but I don't know off the top of my head. Hundred, uh, but 50? the answer is in the dozens. It's not oh, in the, you know, the millions. That's interesting. What else do you have, Scotty? Um, well, uh, almost a complete forty playball set break, which is kind of fun. Um, Rico, that was 30, your nice thirty-nine era. playball oh, Dimaggio. Playball Dimaggio. Uh, actually, two thirty-nine playball Dimaggios. Mm. Uh, bunch <laughs> of T two O sixes as always. Uh, Garrig and Ruth and a couple of Cobb cards. So kind of, you know, the normal stuff for the pre-war auction for us. Rick? Yeah. No questions? So I, I got a question. Wait a second. <laughs> that's, that's pretty Because he wrote it out. What are the different auction themes over the course of a year? Oh, yeah. Good uh, question. Yeah, we do things a little differently. We try and keep, you know. Uh, Help me, God. Our, our buyers focused, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, like, we started the year with a, an autograph and memorabilia theme where we had thousands of autographs. Uh, we followed that up with a basketball theme. Now, the themed auctions mainly are the post-war auctions, uh, and they'll have a little bit of everything, but they'll have that kind of big focus. We had an unopened theme. Charlie should have been a customer. <laughs> and uh, you have to check us out, Charlie. We got some good unopened here. We got a 75 box. <laughs> wow. Uh, wax box. See that, Charles? Uh, yeah. And so, you know, we do the themes to try and let people kind of focus, but we do have a little bit of everything. We also do a non-sport themed auction, which has become more and more popular all the time. Awesome. All right, we are chatting with Scott Russell from the Collector Connection. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to chat a little more with Scott. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. 
Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. For more than 30 years, Robert Edward Auctions has been the industry leader when it comes to helping you realize the most money for your baseball cards and sports memorabilia. In addition to their unparalleled reputation for honesty and integrity, they reach the largest number of bidders in the business and offer lower seller's fees, as well as generous cash advances up front on your valuable material. Contact them today at 908-226-9900. That's 908-226-9900 or at robertedwardauction.com. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. Oh. Now on deck with Rachel Paracelli. Rachel Paracelli. <laughs> Hi, my name is Lily. Time for on deck with Rico Paracelli. You know, Rick, I totally forgot we were. It was time for the most famous. Al, this is the most famous segment in the history of the Great American Collectibles <laughs> yeah, right. Show. It yeah. is time now you for our segment. He forgets. I know. He's, he's I know. That's all. Yeah, it's time for our new segment. Not new segment. Our segment on deck with Rico, brought to us each week by a good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. A viewer gets to ask one question, and when we pick out. 
the, the viewer, this is the, yeah, pretty cool, huh? This is a Great American Collectibles t-shirt that we will send out to our question of the week, and it's by Roger Smith. Roger Smith, don't know who he is. Rico, this is a pretty good question. How All do right. you compare a player like Mike Trout with a player like Yaz? Well, I don't compare them. Well, you have to. Oh, I got this. Oh, in other words, you want me to answer this Absolutely. question? Absolutely. How do you compare uh, well, Mike Trout with Yaz? It's so tough to different eras. I hate to do that because when they say a guy, uh, Ruth, uh, he wouldn't have been as good in this era because they throw 98. I mean, jump in here too. They're going to, uh, players adjust. You know what I mean? And they're doing that now. Yaz and Trout, very similar in that they weren't one dimensional, they were good defensive uh, players. They could do other things and hit home runs, hit for average. Uh, <clears throat> so it, it's really tough. I would. If, if I had to compare them, I would say they're fairly close to, you know, being equal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know something? I buy that. Well, thank you. No, I, I mean, I, no, I do. <laughs> Scott, Scott, what are your thoughts? <laughs> 50 bucks. He wants to buy it. Ellen, you know, yeah, I, I think what am it I gets doing? overlooked nowadays. Um, you know, he also had the misfortune of playing, you know, overlapping, you know, with Mantle and Mays. And so you were kind of overshadowed as an outfielder. Uh, but you know, he, he really, you know, you look at all the numbers. I mean, he drew walks, he did all the things that even they like today when in the sabermetric era. So uh, yeah, I think he's kind of an underrated guy. So yeah, he would absolutely be in that conversation. I mean, Rico, he also had the longevity as, you know, I That's mean, true, you, know, right? you know, I mean, he played 23 years. You yeah, know? Yeah. No, I mean, Trout, Trout's had, he's been around a while, but, but he's, he's been, been hurt. He's lately. been hurt quite a bit, you know? Yeah. No, but the, Trout's, but, Trout's really good. And speaking, uh, to what Rico said. Move your mic closer. Yeah, I guess, sorry about that. The, the difference is this. The dynamics in professional sports and college sports today is the way athletes prepare and the way they define their bodies. I hear this expression in the NBA. Well, this team is very athletic. Well, wait a minute. There are athletes. The difference is, <laughs> the difference is imagine Mike Trout having to play doubleheaders like Rico and Yaz That's did. a good point. Imagine Mike Trout having to play a doubleheader. How many doubleheaders would he play? I remember going to Fenway Park on a Sunday at 11 a.m. and not getting home till 8 because they played two games. Rick, imagine that's a major good league point. baseball players playing two games yeah. today, and that was every Sunday just about. And what about, what about I'll ask Scott this, your opinion too. Enrico, at the same time, what about day baseball? Is there a difference between playing in the day and playing at night? There was to me. Yeah. Sure. Big difference. Big difference. You could see the You're ball. better day hitter. Better spin. You could see the spin on it. It was just like night and day. Really? <laughs> Original. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, that's a good point. But the only thing is with Trout, you, he's in Anaheim. And they travel the most and longest of oh, any that's club. That's a good point, too. Well, Something to be club, said about that. Clubs on the West Coast. Uh, so, yeah, but Yaz was on the East Coast, so it kind of balances out. Yeah, well, it's true. Yeah, but too. there was a lot more teams on the East Coast, so he didn't have to go out west very often. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Well, all right. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, both great talents. Believe me when I tell you, all around, not just you know some of these guys today, uh, just the home run hitters and. Uh, yeah, they could do it all, it. both of them. So, uh, congratulations, Roger. Roger Smith, you win the Great American Collectibles T-shirt. Uh, text me with your address and all that stuff. We'll get it out to you. You had a boxing question, card question for uh, for Scott. For absolutely, Scott. Scott uh, yeah. The Holy Grail. What What is the Holy Grail in boxing cards in, in terms oh, of value? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, there, there's there's not like a, a, a Honus Wagner. There, there's not the you know, the one real obvious answer. Um, there were have been a couple of short printed cards over the years. Uh, I believe it's the Marciano and the 48 Leaf is a super short print. And that card oh, the, Marciano, no, the Marciano or the Graziano? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. It's Marciano. the Graziano. It's the Graziano. Yeah, and then, and then one of them is short printed in 51 ringside. Yeah, that one I'm not, I'm not familiar yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the short um, print 48 Leaf was Rocky Graziano, which is then, surprising. I mean, you know, I mean, he was sure. a great boxer, but. Well, I think they didn't have permission. They had to pull him. It was like the 54 Bowman Ted Williams oh, where they didn't have a right I, to do it. I didn't realize that. So that's yeah. why it was a short print because there weren't too many of them. And he must have put his foot down and said, hey, I'm not getting paid yeah. for this. Well, and as a result, it's worth money. What about the belts? You know, well, I mean, that's a good question. Belts. belts are huge. All right, so oh, I'm going to throw, I mean, throw out a question say. to you. <laughs> this is off the top of your head. Uh, former welterweight champ of the world, Tony DeMarco, 
an icon in the city of Boston, Massachusetts. One of, the, I mean, in Boston, he's every bit as popular as Ted Williams, Bobby Orr, and there's a statue in the North End. His championship belt from 1955, he beats Johnny Saxon to win the undisputed welterweight championship of the world. What kind of value on, on, a, on a belt like that? You know, it's, you're going to have to really pump it in Boston. I, and know, by the way, it's, in, it's to... in the sports museum at the Boston Garden right now. But yeah. I mean, is it a fifty thousand? Is it ten thousand? Is a hundred thousand? I mean, I, I would say you're you're probably in that five to ten thousand range for Demarco. Really? Um, now again, if you can get if you can you know drum up a good fight between a couple of Boston fans, you know, yeah, and that's, that's that would be say, your job as an auctioneer. Yeah, and, and you know something that's it's interesting because uh, that's what they typically do is that they'll they'll gear it towards the Boston audience and then have guys bidding against each other. Yeah, we, we have Philly guys like that too, so. Very yeah. interesting, very interesting. Yeah, great. Yeah, very interesting. Go ahead. You had a um, as far as the Holy Grails of boxing, I think one of the very few things I have in my personal collection uh, is the T220 Silver Borders. And there is the T220 set with 50 cards with white borders. For some reason, half of the set was also issued with silver borders. I did not realize. I have, I have about 10 or 15 of them, but oh. with the white borders. Yeah, there's, there's only about a dozen known of each card in the silver border format. Very cool. Um, and then there was one that was only, there was 23 for years. Then about 20 some odd years ago, somebody discovered a 24th. And then about a dozen years ago, somebody finally discovered the 25th that everybody kind of figured had to exist, two sheets of 25. Interesting. Um, so those, there's less than 10 each of. And they're kind of the holy grails for my collection. I, I have the entire set of silvers except for those two. Scott, I wanted to ask you uh, sign cards. Are you, are you mm -hmm. Coming across more sign cards or, of course, going way back. Who, who's I signed that? <laughs> hold on. Wait hold a minute. Turn it. That was my favorite card. Yeah, the card. autograph's the other way. That's why Let's I held see. it that way. But yeah, yeah, no. This came, I, this came in in a collection the other day. Yeah. No, listen to me. <laughs> Wait a second. That was my favorite card. But you notice they Can you hold with that the bat up again? No, they take it with yeah, the yeah. bat when you had a good year or the year before. I was going to say that. If, a, if, you, if you had a bad year, how, what would they take? The glove or if you really had a bad, bad year, <laughs> they wouldn't take you. They'd, just have, the they'd, glove. Have, they'd have an image of like <laughs> Reggie right. Smith or somebody on your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I was uh, signed cards. I mean, you know, it's it's become it's so funny because I mean I go back far enough in the hobby where that was looked down upon heavily. Yeah, that's why I remember you did that. not sign cards. You yeah. the card was now worthless. It was only worth what the autograph. And, was and now that's totally changed. Oh, so, Al, completely changed. Now. We could be onto something. Well, I, I have to ask a question now that we have. Wait, wait. Before you ask your question, why don't we buy a stack of Petroselli cards, get them signed? <laughs> You're not gonna get. And then we hold them till he, you know, he. Takes the deep six. No. Oh, yeah, it'll go up a little bit. Well, the problem is, apparently, Rico didn't ever turn down a chance to sign an autograph, so they're not rare. I would, I'll be honest. I, yeah, once I, you know, started the, the show with uh, Tom, I realized that when you sign too many, you know, that, but I still went to, I just uh, went to a card show this weekend. And by the way, how was it? Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, it was solid. Thank, thanks for inviting me. That I was the, did. That I was did. the one in New Report? Yeah. But, I don't care, you know. I mean, I don't even think of my, in terms of my my card as being a, a valuable right. card. Yeah, so you're I, you know, I don't care. Happy. Uh, if I was a uh, Mike Trout, you know, somebody yeah. like that, or uh, Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me let me ask a question when it comes to well, baseball sure. cards. So you're on the Red Sox. Yeah. And Flair or whoever it is comes out, they're going to do a set of baseball tops. cards. Tops. Yeah, tops. What, what do they pay a player? Oh, to this be is great. I, I've <laughs> never, oh, that's no. a great I've never really known. Well, no, hold on. Pay? Wait, wait. What do they pay? Oh, did you just have to wait, do it? No, no. He's going to answer your question. But, Scott, what do players get paid today by a company like Tops or Panini? What do you think? Well, it's actually all negotiated through the players' union uh, now. Okay. So, so I, I don't know that no the numbers kidding. even ever released anymore. Oh, yeah. I know what it, I know what it used money. to be. Players? Big money. Hey, uh, no, they gave us a catalog. <laughs> Listen to this. Furniture, furniture and, you can and pick something. And pots and pans. What did you pick? I picked the stereo. Right. Yeah, I picked the stereo. <laughs> Wish I had it now. Wait, did you get a set of golf clubs too? Well, that was for the bats. Oh. You see the Hildrick Bradsby. They said, "You want to sign? Uh, you have your name on that." I said, "Oh yeah." You know, as a kid, 
So he says, we'll give you $200 or a set of golf clubs. <laughs> I says, gee, golf. I like it. So let's better okay, define that. Have them, How many active years were you on the Red Sox? Thirteen. In, in the Thirteen years. Thirteen baseball cards with your likeness. Yeah, I never and collected not anything. Not a nickel. Nothing. They st- That's an H. Green stamps instead. But my wife and kids collected them, or else I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't have had any. But maybe now. But you'd be surprised. You know what's really interesting? interesting? And this is the truth, Rico, because this right. was told. Uh, PSA told us this. Since the show has started, the value of his cards have gone up. Uh, some significantly because he's he's kind of like I don't want to say he's the he's the MLB face of vintage baseball, but there's a lot of collectors that want him, and you would be surprised as to how many we, uh, emails and texts we get saying, "Hey, I just picked up a Rico card. I just picked up a Rico card." Honestly, that's well, that's because I've seen it. Show. We had his rookie card a couple auctions ago, and it's certainly going for more now than it was five years ago. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's at uh, how much is it going for? <laughs> 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 Can I get in on this? Let me ask. I asked this one Too late. other time. You're out. You're out. Oh, I'm done. No, I'm <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the players don't get anything for these. You know, when they when their cards get auctioned, you think that'll change? That's a or damn. They, will question. they try to change that? That's a damn. And, well, I mean, the problem is, you, you know, as a player, you've given your rights, you know, through the players' union, so they, you know, you can't reclaim a right once you've given it. Uh, um, see, so somebody would have to issue. I mean, and maybe that's where NFTs come in or something like that. Where if the player controls his own image, yeah, then yeah. yeah, then every time it's sold, he'd get a little piece. I didn't realize that the players' association was involved now with that. Wow. I mean, yeah, the, the union negotiates the deal, and then that's why, like, when you oh, saw some man. of the oddball cards of the '80s, they wouldn't have the logos on them, yeah, because they got permission from the union, but not from the league. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me ask you guys a question. I just I'm going to throw a name out. Uh, Juan DeFranco. Let's use Juan DeFranco mm-hmm. as an example. The kid's going to be a superstar, right? The kid's really talented. And if I'm Juan DeFranco, I don't know how many signed Juan DeFranco cards are out there. But why, if I was Juan DeFranco and I'm thinking of the future of my family, my grandkids, my, right? You, you, you take 20, 15, 20 of them, you sign them, you put them in a, in a vault, get them graded. Oh, that's a way to control it. Put sure. them in a vault and don't sign any more Juan DeFranco cards. That adds, right? I mean, yeah. And that would be a way to kind of take control yeah. back as a player. Now, I understand, and I could be wrong, Scott. You may be able to qualify this, that Wayne Gretzky did that with his rookie card. He, he was a, there was a very limited number of Wayne Gretzky rookie cards signed well, his, by his, him. His Opeachy rookie card is a nightmare. And, signed? and to get it signed is just... I, I don't know if I've seen three of them in my life. Right, right. Interesting, man. Really, really, really interesting. Yeah. And uh, actually, you're talking about taking control back by the players. You know, Reggie Jackson was hoarding his rookie card for years. No kidding. And then his house burnt down. Oh, wow. wow. And it put, a, it, it put a significant dent in the supply of high-grade Reggie Jackson rookies. Man. Uh, the rumors wow. are that he had almost 2,000 of them. Unbelievable. Wow. So what are some of the other things you have in this upcoming auction? Uh, Actually, the coolest thing, it may not be the most valuable, but to me the coolest thing is, are you familiar with the rinky-dink stamps from the 20s? No, no. Okay, the rinky-dink stamps are on newsprint, and it's Walter Johnson and Ty Cobb. It's all the biggest names. We actually have the full sheet of the comic page from the newspaper with the rinky-dink stamp in the upper right-hand corner. So it is, it's an entire sheet of the funnies from 1920, I want to say, uh, seven, with the Walter Johnson stamp still intact on the entire sheet of newsprint. Newspaper, Very cool. With all the funnies on the paper. Very I've cool. never seen a sheet before. The stamps are about, you know, an inch and a half square. Wow. And uh, I've, never, I've never seen the full page before. That's something, huh? What about the uh, ungraded cards that are... Portable. Yeah, well, and that's you know one of the things that kind of sets us apart is we do a, a ton of raw cards. Uh, do, we have yeah. raw T two hundred sixes and T two hundred fives, raw strip cards. Um, strip cards. You know, you, know, you got to get a different it, word for that because uh, it's a. No, you know what I'm saying. No, I understand what you're saying. Oh, raw strip card. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they think, whoa, the guys. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but let's talk about that for a second, Scott. Raw T two hundred sixes. Um, um, are there many more going up to auction because of the cost of getting them graded? I mean, I'm talking commons. Uh, well, it, it's it's weird, though, because, the, yes, the cost of grading is so high right now, but 
the price of the T206s has gone pretty much right That's with true. it. That's a good point. So, you know, except for the kind of the lower grade stuff, it's still paying you to grade it. Um, now, we sell individually. We don't sell them in group lots. So basically, we, we look at our consigners' cards and say, if we graded it, is it going to add more value than the cost of grading? And if the answer is no, then we'll sell it raw for them. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I, I wanted to ask you... A lot of collectors uh, watch the show, I think. I would, th I would think. <laughs> I would think so. What, do you have any advice for the collectors, the, new, the, the newer ones, and yet, you know, middle, not the real guys, my, you know. I, you know, I, I, some of it, it is cliche, you. but true, and then some of it is kind of personal still, experience. Yeah. One is collect what you love. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a collector, then make sure it has some kind of meaning to you. I, uh, we have plenty of investors in the hobby, and they're great, and they've been driving prices. And, and they have their own strategies. But yeah. if you're a collector, make sure it means something to you. Don't worry about the value. Because if you love it, somebody else somewhere loves it, and the value will come. So you think that, that they start, or a good way for them to start is to go to these card shows, uh, you know, look at what's available. And yeah, look and, for and their... see what grabs your eye. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, don't, don't worry about having, you know, the magazine out with the prices. Walk around and see something that just grabs you. That's a good yeah. point. You know, and then you'll learn about it, become an expert in whatever you love. You know, I mean, it's yeah. that's the beauty of this. Is, you uh, know, Tom, how long have you been doing this? And yet you've never heard of the rinky dink stand. No, you know, good there's point. something that's to a, learn yeah, for everybody. Very, very I learned constantly. Oh, yeah. The national, you go to the national, that's I yeah. said, I mean, holy mackerel, I never even realized away. this was. It just blows you away. Isn't this something? It really is. It just blows you away. Yeah. You know, um, do you think that the hobby is better policed today, Scott, now? I mean, listen, I know there's been a rash, we read it all the time, break-ins, break-ins because of the value of cards, yeah. forgeries, frauds. Do you think that uh, overall the hobby is doing a better job of policing things? Yeah. Uh, well, I know there's a lot of the shows have added cameras. Um, you know, there's been guys actually caught stealing at shows, and it used to be pretty easy to you know, distract a dealer and then walk off with some, you know, have a partner and walk off with something. Yeah. And there's been a lot of kind of, I mean, it's discouraging that it's still happening, but it's encouraging people are actually getting caught. Um, and lots of shows are putting cameras and more security because you, sure. know, you go to something, like, not even the national, you go to Chantilly or Philly or Boston, there's millions of dollars of inventory on the floor. Yeah, it's a good point. Right. Uh, we got about two minutes left, Scott. The dates of the uh, auction, when when does it end? Uh, uh, May 4th to May 22nd is the pre-war auction. All right, so you've got the whole month of May. Al, get your get your bids in. He's got some boxing stuff. Don't I be got so some cheap. great boxing stuff. He's got the stuff, too. <laughs> my one four Now, this is, you're talking about personal collections and collect what you love. This is from my personal oh, yeah. collection. Oh, very cool. Jack very it's, cool. That's, it's the souvenir. That's, that's a great... Great, great, and when great you were returning, when you were a returning serviceman, Jack made sure that he was in the background. Uh, oh yeah, very, and that's at his restaurant, correct? Yep, very right cool. in Times Square. There's a souvenir photo you paid a dollar for. What wow. a great piece! But for any returning serviceman, Jack would—he didn't look at the camera, he didn't acknowledge anything, but he'd make sure he was in the background of your picture. Very that's cool. You know, stuff, we, uh, to, to, we have we have about a minute left. Yeah, we got about a minute left, Scott. Uh, your website address. TheCollectorConnection.com can't make it any easier. Yeah, listen, the thing for, for our, our uh, collectors to understand, we've talked about this with Scott a lot. What is the starting bid for all most of your stuff? Anywhere from what to what? The highest starting bid is $25, and we have no reserves ever. Okay, so nice. that is hugely important. Nice. We call it, we say it every week. It's the 80-20 rule. You know, this is the auction to go to. The smaller auction houses very affordable, and they got some fantastic stuff. And quite honestly, I submitted some uh, some cards yeah. to Scott for his last auction for my grandson. Very pleased with the results. Scott, I'm glad to hear it. Thanks so much for your time, thanks, and uh, we'll get yeah. you back hey, later on. Great being with you guys, and nice good. meeting you, Mr. Valenti. You too. Scott. Take care. Thanks a yep. lot. Scott, All right, we're going to take a quick break. Good. We come back. Uh, Chuck and Stacy will be with us. Hang in there. We'll be right back. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. 
from the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection to the famed Boston Garden Auction to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, everyone. This is Rico Petroselli. If you want to own a piece of sports history at an affordable price, take a look at the magnificent highest-resolution prints of famed artist James Ferentino. Check out the link here on the screen, and you'll be amazed at renderings of some of the greats like Clementi, Ruth, Brady, Jordan, and some of the greatest athletes to ever grace the sports landscape. The very affordable limited editions capture every shade of the original work. And yes, they're individually signed by James. Prices for these art gems range between $200 and $400 and will look spectacular in your office or collectibles room. Typically, a James original sells for five figures but you can purchase one of his affordable reproductions now and cherish it forever. Go to jamesfiorentino.com forward slash store and purchase your personal work of art. James Ferentino, in our opinion, is the greatest sports artist on the planet. With so many fakes out there, it's hard to figure out if the sneakers you want are real 
but when you buy eligible sneakers on eBay, you can be confident they're genuine because every pair goes through a meticulous authentication process. Introducing eBay Authenticity Guarantee. First, the sneakers you've purchased are inspected by a team of professional authenticators who carefully examine the shoes, including color, pattern, logos, and materials. Then they're measured and compared to the eBay listing to make sure they match. Even the laces, accessories, and box are checked. Once your sneakers are verified, they receive an authenticity tag, and every tag is NFC enabled so you can see the detailed specs. eBay Authenticity Guarantee. No fakes, no fraud, no doubt. eBay is the place to go for all of your sports memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autograph, and much more. Whether it's a gift for that special someone, as she is over there. Wait, what about me? Yeah, you're special too. Thank you. Or in a different way. But someone, uh, or you want to just add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell... Now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all of the time. You never buy me anything. I'm f- actually, my wife can attest it. I'm at least 12, 14 hours a day. <laughs> but uh, this time, that's eBay connecting buyers and sellers globally. globally. Not bad. Not bad. Well, right. no, you know. For, no, that's good. All right, listen, I we have some one. time well, here, so we we're like going to spend a little around. time because this guy's one of my favorites. He's, He's a good, good. guy. Yes, He's he got is. a beautiful wife. She happens to not be here. So with all due respect, Chuck, I mean, you know, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're a good-looking good, good guy, but Stacy's not here. Chuck Wisman. Yeah, I can't be every time, Tom. I mean, it can't be all the time. Chuck Wisman from Wheatland Auctions. How are you, Chuck? I'm doing great. How's everybody today? Good, good. And your buddy Scott Russell, I don't know if you can see him, but Scott's watching you from uh, the Collector Connection. He thinks highly of you. We can't understand why, but he does. So <laughs> yeah, anyway. Scott's a good guy. No, he is. So. so listen, you know, you guys have, you know, you took a little sabbatical, just kind of catching your breath after a very, very busy year last year. You have an auction. Tell us about it. Yeah, another great auction coming up. Ends June 5th. So um, a standard mix of all kinds of stuff from old Gaudis of Ruth and Gehrig to Ty Cobb tobacco cards to Michael Jordan and even uh, Tiger Woods autographs. Very cool. Um, so it's a, a mix of old and new as usual. You know? Very cool. By the way, say hi to Al Valenti. Al is a boxing icon in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts by way of Portland, Maine. Al's uh, Al's uh, dad, his grandfather, big boxing promoters, uh, uh, just everything, Al, right? Everything. Everything. We touch all sports. No, very, very yeah, good. Nice to meet you. And I disagree. Yeah, you too, Al. I um, think yeah. Al is just not Boston. I know he's you're right. He's not Boston. You're right. He's all over. Well, everywhere. I've gone global like eBay. Well, yeah, you're right. But, no, I mean, you're, uh, you know, USA Boxing. They have a street named after your family in yeah. downtown yeah, Boston. And I was uh, right. talking with your producer earlier. I'm one of the few people that can actually say this. I spent 30 days in Sydney, Australia, saw a beautiful country at the 2000 Olympics. Did you nice. really? Yeah. Nice. So Incredible what's happening? What, uh, what do we got in the auction? Yeah. So what, what else? You know, tell us some of the, the highlights, uh, Chuck. Yeah, one of my favorite things is we have a 1961 Topps Mickey Mantle. Um, Mantle hits a blast the 565-foot home run as a PSA 10. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Now, what's know? the starting bid on something like that? Everything starts at $5 with no reserves. And what, so, what is your prediction on a card like that? You know, probably between eight and 15000 with who knows where it can go right now. Fantastic. You know, any Mickey Mantle is a PSA 10. The sky's the limit. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, was- and, you know, some other cool things, you know, we keep finding some unique um, type one photographs. And we have two very unique Marilyn Monroe type one photographs. So um, and the, the other thing that we keep growing with is uh, silver. So we probably have over, I'd say over 80 to 90 lots of of pure silver, really. Um, you know, want to talk about great assets to to buy right now as inflation's a little crazy. Um, our our investors in sports cards, you know, are looking for anything that's an asset that they can that's hold. That's very cool. That um that could Amazing. appreciate, you know. I understand you have a, a Greg Maddox PSA ten rookie card. Yes, not just anyone, but the Leaf version. The Leaf version. Wow, yes. how did you get? You, you never see that, you know. <laughs> And that's a great card. And you just, 
you know, it, it, it amazes me what the value of some of these are because of the low population, how rare they are. The leaf set was very prone to being uh, off center. So it's not easy to get a PSA 10. You, you know, it's funny because my wife, Ellen, is here looking at me and she's giving me that look like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, <laughs> for our collectors, uh, I have to qualify by saying that's my card that I submitted well, I noticed, to them. Yeah, right. uh, but uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. Why would you want to get rid of that? You know why? Because I'm changing directions with all my collections. I've, I've, I've sold a lot of my T206 collection to private investors because yeah. I'm really getting into some of the memorabilia. Chuck, you know what I'm working on? I, a lot of people know this. You know that famous uh, Hall of Fame induction class photo? Yep. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm working on a trying, attempting to get a signed ball from each, from by each one of those guys. Oh, very picture. cool. Yeah, so that'll very take cool. me uh, that'll take me about that. another 40 years. I was going to say. Uh, we have well, a couple. We have, we have probably, I want to say over 500, probably over, maybe over a thousand signed baseballs in this auction. Wow. Um, visited a storage unit in Philadelphia that, um, you know, a family member of this family passed away and and he was a lifelong autograph collector. From so what year do you, unique I mean, items, how, you know? from what year do you, I mean, what kind of a, of a, of a time frame? Um, I would say, you know, the Hall of Famers that, Lived through the 60s, 70s, and um, and 80s. Very you know? cool. Very cool. Very cool. What about non-sports besides silver? Anything else non-sports? Um, yeah, we have, you know, all kinds of vintage uh, wacky packs. And we might have an uncut sheet, I believe. So, um, you know, those things are doing good. Some Pokemon. Uh, um, any any you know, boxing? Any boxing at all? Um, yeah, we do. We usually have a mix of boxing, uh, probably not as much as, as last auction. Yeah. Um, and personally, you know, Al, I love the history of boxing and going back to the bare knuckle fighters of the 1880s and earlier. Um, and some of those stories are just, you know, incredibly, incredibly amazing about how many rounds they went bare knuckle. And, Every punch was and, a round. <laughs> Every yeah. punch was they a round. line in the sand. You hit me. I hit you. Round one, you hit me, and it would go 20, 30 rounds. It's crazy. Yeah. That was before yeah, the Marcus make the more movies story. about some of those old fights, you know? Absolutely. You know, off, John off, L. Sullivan, off right? the yeah. grid, not, getting away from sports for a minute, I have a very unique uh, collectible. I was very fortunate over the years that one of my mentors, a, a boxing guy out of New Jersey, Frank Gelb, he was in boxing, but he also touched opera, and he's now the promoter for under... Andre Bocelli in the States. But before mm -hmm. that, he was the USA promoter for Luciano Pavarotti. Wow. And I have a piece. Pavarotti played Foxwoods Resort Casino twice. And the second time he played there, Foxwoods made a commemorative chip. I have a framed piece, the program from the event, the ticket from the event, the invitation to the reception from the event, the actual chip, and the and the actual mold of the company Chipco that made the chip, signed by Luciano Pavarotti. See, that's kind wow. of a cool. Nice. I, I think that is totally unique, and that's, it's an, that's it's a cool frame thing. was a seven hundred dollar piece. Very cool thing. Hmm. Hmm. All right, check your website. Uh, www.wheatlandauctionservices.com. And when does the auction end? Uh, June Sunday night, June fifth. June fifth. You can go in anytime to leave a bid. You can even go at the end and, and start bidding just at the end. So you know that's a good thing about you guys. You guys, you, your your auctions. You know, people don't have to cram. They've got thirty days, sometimes a little more, to get their bids in. Take their time. Look at the look at the memorabilia and the cards, and then make a a, a solid bid. Great. All right. Before we let you go, where's the other half? Uh, she's out and about getting some stuff done and um, getting ready for this next auction. So Good. we're going live in just a couple of days. Are we going to see you at the national? Oh yeah. We'll be there. We'll have a, uh, you know, double space booth and everybody please stop by. Well, Rico and I will definitely stop yeah. by. We'll even bring you a hot awesome. dog. All right. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So All right. it's yeah, going to be a good national. Take care, Chuck. Have a good one. See you, Chuck. Yep. Good seeing everyone. Take, Take care. care. Uh, I think we're about wrapped up here. Yeah. Al, thanks for sharing us. I learned we a lot here today. It was great, Rico, Rico we're yes, going to get some lunch now. We are? I'll buy. I'm going to buy. You better call Ripley's Believe It or Not. I know. It's let's get, now, now, that's headlines. And Chrissy's going to join us, right? 
I got work to do. Oh, right. Yeah, convenient, right? He's, Save he's buying a few bucks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you never, you might never get that again. I hey, mean, you, you can send me? me a takeout order. <laughs> Be more than happy yeah. to. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we love you guys. Thank you all for the support. Yes. It's it's been amazing uh, the response we get for this show. I uh, sixty year Rico, sixty I know it. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were like twenty eight when we started, <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> With that being said, we love you guys. Happy Six collecting. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.